It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the Fruited Plain. Welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted, as always, to share three hours of common sense conservatism with you today. As always, there is a ton for us to talk about. I did not watch the debate. I'm not interested in the debate. You know, maybe that makes me a bad person. That's fine. But I know who I want to be president. And it's not Chris Christie. It's not Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. It's not Vivek Ramaswamy. It's nobody. It's Donald Trump. There's one person who can fix this. One person with our army who can fix this. One movement that can fix this. It is not debatable. Period. Now that might turn some of you off. You might say, wait a minute, that's a little radical. It's not. It's honest. And we're going to give you honesty as we give you honesty, even when it's uncomfortable. And today things are going to get uncomfortable. And that's okay. We needed to see things get uncomfortable last night on stage. Few clips I saw. Guarantee you, Ronna McDaniel was uncomfortable. She should be. Pack your bag, sister. You've been there for six years. You've lost five elections. Beat it. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to tell the brazen, God's honest, brutal truth. And if you're into that, then you found the right place. We're delighted to have you. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Think about what I just said, one nation. The Democrats aren't for one nation. Hell, they've got half of their party wants to kill the other half. Man, indivisible, bull, bull, according to the left, under God. They want God carved out of every single thing we do with liberty. It's not about liberty or justice, and certainly it's not for all. There is a reason we say that every single day, and it's not because I think it's cute. Reminds me of when I was in elementary school. It's because that is where the heart and the heartbeat of America is. That is the majority The majority of America doesn't want what we saw last night on stage. The majority of America does not want the stupid MSNBC laughing children 
who are who are purported to be anchors and journalists giggling about the debate last night. America wants our problems fixed. America knows who's caused the problems. And that's why we're not going to vote for those people on stage last night. We're going to talk about Vivek. He said some things, got some headlines, got some people paying attention. That was the point. He also said the truth. Why is the truth? Why is doing the right thing? And you know when it's right and you know when it's wrong. Why is doing the right thing so complicated? I'm driving home yesterday. My phone rings. It's my son, Jack. He's my senior in uh, college at Loyola Marymount University, film major. He transferred from Boston uh, College his sophomore year and is going to graduate this May. He calls me. He'd just come back from his fall trip, fall break, decided to go back to Boston to see his buddies at BC. And he was telling me a story about how he and his buddies got an Uber. They were going to go out and they're going to hit the bars, et cetera, et cetera. So they're all kind of cramming in this dude's car. And he, he kind of gets that hump seat in the back. So he's one of three in the back and he sits on something sharp and he's like, ow, what's that? And he reaches back and it's a woman's wallet. It's a Louis Vuitton, beautiful wallet. And he looks inside of it. And clearly it was the person who was in the, in the Uber before him or prior in the, in the, in the day. It was their belonging. So he, he said to the driver, do you know who was here before us? The guy's like, I, you know, I don't know. If you give it to me, I'll, I'll get it back to her. And Jack's like, it's okay. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Well, he didn't know what that really meant, but he was dedicated. He was going to get this wallet. It was a young woman, had her ID in it, a bunch of money, all her credit cards, insurance stuff. Everything that you have in yours was in this wallet. And it was probably a $1,500 wallet to boot. So he goes to FedEx. He's going to FedEx it. He sees the address on the side. The person at FedEx says, you know what? Some people don't put their real address there. What if this is a fake ID for her? What if she lives somewhere else now? You don't want to send it somewhere where the recipient isn't. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. So the FedEx worker says, let's look and see if this individual, their name, if they've ever shipped from us before. So they get on the computer, they put in the woman's name, they, fi- they find her actual address. It's not the one that's on the ID, thank goodness. And Jack is managing to find a way to track down her phone number. He does some reverse lookup where you do this and that, finds the woman's number, and he calls her. He's in California, he has no idea where she is. She doesn't answer, leaves a message, look, I found something. If you lost something in an Uber, I have it. If you didn't, please forgive the phone call and ignore me. 30 seconds later, his phone rings. You found my wallet. I did. How can I get it to you? Okay, send it here, send it here. And she says, take all of the money out of the wallet. Let me Venmo you. What what can I do to repay you? He says, "I I don't need that. But... I want want to make sure it gets to you before the weekend. He's like, Mom, she probably wants to go out and do stuff with her friends and needs her ID. So I super overnighted it to her. And he didn't charge her for it. He paid his pocket, not mine, his pocket. He paid for the stranger to get her wallet back. And he called me because it was such a weird chain of events. But he also called me. Because my son wanted somebody to know that he's a good person. He wasn't taught that. It is what it is. He knows right from wrong. He knows how to do good deeds. 
And he didn't want the gal to give him anything for it, but he did want his mom to know, hey, ma, you raised me the right way. And his story was done. I said, you know what? That's awesome, Jack. You saved that gal's life. That's just terrific. Congratulations. You're, you're great. I love you, mom. Love you too, Jack. And off the phone we got. Now, can you imagine if all the people who are out there telling you what you should believe, what the news is, who the players are, what the mission ought to be, what's really going on in this region of the world where billions of our tax dollars go, would, would the story be different if every now and again one of those people just did the right thing? Not because of some payoff, not because of your, your needing to get clicks or likes or pats on the back. Attaboys are always great. Just because it is what decent people do. We tell the truth. We do what we say we're going to do. We care about other people. If we can pitch in in a, in a situation, we do. To our own detriment. And how many of us would not stop on a dime if we saw somebody having an emergency. See, the whole narrative is that everybody hates themselves and hates each other, and it's not true. It is not true. But we have a lot of people who've gotten rewarded for far too long for acting like children. We see children in our politicians, children in our judges, children certainly in the media. And I got to tell you, I'm just as frustrated as you are. But I will say this. For whatever problems the Republican Party has, and you're seeing a Republican Party in the state of flux, it is in total transformation phase. You have a a wing of the party that is needing to be put out to pasture. And it is happening. You saw it happen with the speaker's race. You're seeing it happen on the stage at these debates. You're seeing it everywhere. Americans want, Republicans want, bold, decisive, unapologetic, unafraid leadership. If you make a mistake, admit it, move on as fast as you can. Tell the truth. We have a Democrat party, ladies and gentlemen, that is so badly out of touch, that is so destructive, that is so quote unquote progressive. They want you to believe that a boy can be a girl and it's okay for children to make their own medical decisions. They believe in migrants over American citizens they believe in crazy and chaos and war, no matter what the price, as long as they stay in power. We reject that. I don't want to hear from Ron DeSantis. I don't want to hear Nikki Haley. I don't want to... Chris Christie, you never were relevant. I don't know why you're trying to. Why don't you just call CNN right now and cut to the chase? We want... America back. And any of you out there who want to run for office and not have that as your battle cry, don't even bother getting up on stage because we're not interested. So what happened last night? We're going to play a little, little bit of sound for you in the moments ahead. I want you to hear Vivek Ramaswamy. He is the 
basically the cornerstone of this whole program today. We're not going to get into a lot of weeds, but what he said to blast Ronna McDaniel to tell the truth and to do the right thing. And it was delicious. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So last night, if you did see any of the debate or you're scrolling through your social media, the fire that came out of Vivek Ramaswamy was was important. It was necessary for us to hear somebody actually say the truth. And the truth is that the Republican Party has gotten very comfortable being a party of losers. Look, we, we tried to change things up. The Tea Party was a significant step forward in conservative Americans saying... This old guard, this old white rich guard that had been basically the picture of the Republican Party. That's not who we are. We're getting way more people, rank and file union people. We're getting blacks. We're getting Hispanics. We have people from all across the spectrum who know right from wrong. Who know that hitching their wagon to crazy trained Democrats doesn't represent their values. And we need to change with the times. We need to get different faces in. Now, granted, Donald Trump at the head of the party. Yeah, right. He should be because he's got a proven track record. This isn't rolling the dice. We're not chewing our fingernails saying, I wonder what it's going to be like starting in 2025 when he takes over. We know what it's going to be. We also know that sticking with Ronna McDaniel as head of the RNC is a Failure. It is a lost cause. It is a waste of time. It is a waste of money. And the establishment rhino elite exactly want that want this woman to be in charge. Vivek Ramaswamy dusted her last night with this. And he said it using his time out of the gates. Why do you want to be president, Mr. Ramaswamy? Listen. You uh, please make your case. Why would you? Uh, Why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Well, let me turn to Governor Christie. Uh, this is getting uncomfortable. Ding, ding, ding. Your time is up. Governor Christie. 
beautiful. Yes. We're on to you. We've been on to you. We're tired of you. We're tired of ourselves. You know, it's interesting. There's a, a squabble going on between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Chip Roy. So Congresswoman from Georgia, Congressman from Texas. Marjorie Taylor Greene wanted censure to, uh, to Rashida Tlaib for saying from the river to the sea and then trying to say that it's a great humanitarian plea for coexistence and peace and love and joy. We all know what it was. She is a Hamas-supporting Palestinian congresswoman who believes that Jews should be killed in saying that. Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is outrageous. Conduct unbecoming, you think? We need to get rid of her, right? Chip Roy, and, and she called her an insurrectionist because Rashida Tlaib had ginned up all of this activity outside the Capitol that then went inside the Capitol, but that's not an insurrection, right? So Marjorie Taylor Greene said it. She, according to your own words, is an insurrectionist. She should be censured. Chip Roy voted against that, voted for the tabling of the measure for the first vote, so it didn't even go to a vote. They put it on the back burner. Right. Why did he vote to table the censure of of Rashida Tlaib? He didn't like the use of the word insurrectionist. Hey, Chip, I think you do great stuff when you're fired up about all of the people crossing into your districts in Texas, all of the border issues. I believe you're strong, but enough. Why are we tiptoeing around the issues? You've thrown away the Democrat Party and the rhino Republicans who refuse to stand up and say what needs to be said. Where's the fight to get those people who've been wrongly imprisoned out? Where are the signs? Where's the protest? Where's the leadership? Where is doing the right damn thing? My 21-year-old kid can do it. What's the excuse, Chip? Of all of you. Because I'm done. America is done. The Republican Party is done. We want bold plans. We don't want mealy-mouthed men. Or women who just think it's cool to be there. We want leaders. We want people who are unafraid. And willing to say what needs to be said. And what needs to be said is. These rhino hacks must be carved out of the party. Period. I feel much better now. Thank you. <laughs> when we come back, all right, let's talk about this. House oversight. Dropping the goods. Jamie Comer said he would. He delivered yesterday. This is what we're talking about. The subpoenas of Hunter, James Biden, Rob Walker, and others. What it means. And when it happens, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Makes you feel like that. To sit at home and to look around and see what's going on out there. Makes you want to bash your head against something. I know. I know. So in a twist of, of progress, House Republicans have officially subpoenaed Hunter Biden, James Biden, Rob Walker... And they want to talk to Hallie Biden. They want to talk to Hunter's present wife, whatever her name is, Cohen. I don't remember her first name. 
They want to talk to all sorts of players. Sarah Biden. Because they've got the details. Here's your story. House Oversight Committee issued subpoenas Wednesday demanding closed-door testimony from President Biden's son Hunter and brother James as part of the GOP impeachment inquiry into the family's foreign business dealings. Of course, they've got to be able to do this to prove that Joe is a scumbag. We know this. It's got to go through the process. So frustrating. James and Hunter regularly involved their powerful relatives in their business relationships during Joe Biden's eight-year vice presidency and in the years, of course, that followed, including in ventures in China and Ukraine. Isn't it just so weird? We've got China spy balloons flying overhead multiple times. We've got Chinese businessmen buying up our agriculture. Uh, We've got Chinese... uh, operatives inside our colleges and universities we have uh, china run police departments these little rogue police departments set up all over the place where uh, apparently the folks who are here on visas from china have to report because it's duty it's part of their duty as chinese citizens to report back to the ccp about what they see here this has been wide open this has been uh, available to anybody china And Ukraine, so weird, Ukraine, Ukraine. Why are we doing stuff in Ukraine? And and how how Donald Trump can be impeached for a phone call when you've got an actual bribe in Joe Biden with a billion dollars in aid? It's so freaking laughable. And, And so if you're a person of action, if you ran your life, your business, your family in such a ploddingly slow, deliberate, or just stale way, you'd either be divorced, you'd be out of a house, you'd be unemployed, penniless, and miserable. This is, this is the machinations of our government. I want you to hear a few things that Comer had to say last night. This is right after the news breaks that these uh, subpoenas have come out. You know, and my question with this is, it's terrific. W- we need to be able to have this, clo- why closed door? That's first thing to me, why closed door? Why should you, why should David Weiss the special prosecutor in Delaware, who's been allegedly part of the Hunter Biden jazz for a long time, why does he get to testify behind closed doors? You wouldn't be able to do that, but the Bidens will. I hate that. And what makes us think that these people who don't tell the truth anyway about anything ever are going to tell the truth under oath. What does a hand on a Bible mean to a serial liar? What does it mean to somebody who is desperate to shield from public the reality of a disgusting family enterprise predicated on a brand of suck that opens doors to other governments to get favors? The favors were granted. So let's listen to James Comer. He's talking about, you know, we hear that there's no evidence. The media wants to say there's no direct, zero evidence. They've got no evidence, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's silly. We know it's silly. And, and last night, Sean Hannity asks James Comer, you know, it, they say there's no evidence. I mean, you, you found evidence in how many companies you found evidence? Listen. We're, we're confident that these businesses did not produce a good or service. And we really have no idea what they did. 
especially considering the fact that uh, they would go months without any revenue and then all of a sudden a, a million dollar wire from a foreign national would appear uh, and then the next day they would start the laundering process where they would wire money from account to account from shell company to shell company. Uh, you know, we see a similar pattern with Jim Biden, but we want to ask Jim Biden exactly, you know, what did you do? Uh, what, what are all these transactions in your so-called business and what involvement did your brother have in these shady business schemes? 20 different shell companies, 9, 10 if you count Joe, 10 Biden family members, including nieces and nephews, including Hunter's own children. Grandchildren, I should say, from, Hunt, from Joe. Hunter's own children. Beneficiaries of this money laundering operation. This influence peddling uh, operation. Of course, People are paying attention to this, even though the networks won't cover it. Everybody knows what's going on. How is this okay for Democrats to get behind? How is this okay? Did you not learn right from wrong? Clearly not. In audio soundbite number two. So let's talk about going back to 2015. We've known that Joe Biden has been mentally mediocre since he started this whole political realm of his in 1973. But in 2014, 15, he branched out a little bit. In his his bold, brazen, idiotic way, he bragged with a microphone in his hand that he bribed Ukraine. Isn't that an offense? Sean Hannity asks James Comer, go. Absolutely. And you look, that's a quid pro quo. Ironically, that's what the first Trump impeachment was. All he did was ask about the corruption. We have the corruption. You just pointed it out. The timeline is there. We have Joe Biden on tape admitting that he fired the prosecutor when he threatened to withhold our tax dollars. So that timeline is a huge concern to our investigation. We also have the timeline with China, with the $40,000 that ended up in Joe Biden's pocket that originated from the WhatsApp message where Hunter threatened the Chinese operative to to follow through on the commitment they made while Joe Biden was vice president. Isn't it dizzying to you how in your face, how obvious the evidence is? There's not just a smoking gun, there's a gun in the dumpster! There's information about the freaking Secret Service going into the very gun store where Hunter Biden lied and created, you know, became a felon. Lied that, no, I have never been addicted to to drugs or alcohol. I've never been. No, I'm all cool. Right. They went in to get the paperwork so the media wouldn't get it. What did they do with the laptop? Right. John Paul McIsaac from the Delaware Tech Store. Doing what he thinks is the right thing to do. Flagging the FBI. Yo, I'm seeing something. You guys need to see this. Of course, not realizing that the FBI was in on it. And we've got Donald Trump on a phone call congratulating then new president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Hey, you know what? You guys have a lot of corruption. And uh, good luck cleaning that up. And I'm thinking that there's probably some of us part of your corruption you might want to look into that somebody who didn't even wasn't even on the phone call heard from a a friend right i heard from somebody else i'm going to blow the whistle 
These are the flimsy arguments that they use against people on our side. Meanwhile, we have proof. Well, here are all the transactions. Well, here's the audio recording. Oh, well, here's the WhatsApp message of you saying, look, I got Joe sitting next to me, big guy sitting next to me, and he's ticked off. You better send some dough ASAP or... I guarantee you, with my ability to forever hold a grudge, you will be sorry. It was a freaking shakedown. It's on a text message. Nope. That's not what it means. This is the prepos- This is how preposterous this argument has become. Audio soundbite number three. Five days later, $5 million uh, wired into a Hunter Biden-affiliated entity. The next day... He wired $400,000 into the deal that uh, we've heard Tony Bobulinski and others say was the deal where Joe Biden was going to get 10% for the big guy. That $400,000 wire a few days later ended up with a $40,000 check to Joe Biden, exactly 10% for the big guy. So you, so Joe Biden has a China problem and he has a Ukraine problem. And think about this. We subpoena. We go through legal chant. We subpoena. We need to do this the right way in order for this to stick. What do they do? They vote to impeach. They create fake evidence. They withhold evidence to to change the results of an election. They go and they raid a man's house, a former president's house. Then the, the stuff that they do find, they manipulate purposefully to put it out there so people think that Donald Trump is the bad guy. It's so gross, it's so disingenuous, it's so obvious, and we are so tired of it all. Audio soundbite number four, here's Comer, final, final soundbite. How many, how many family members, how many Biden family members, how deep does this go? Because, you know, I know a lot of you guys, when you're involved in your overseas business operations for whatever it is that you're selling, it's very common for you to spread around the wealth with all of your children, right? Of course it is. How many? How many Bidens? Listen. Well, if you count Joe Biden, that's 10 Biden family members. So nine members uh, excluding Joe. Uh, the, uh, the only two work that may have been involved would have been Hunter and Jim Biden. That's why we're bringing them in first. Uh, the, there was at least one grandkid. Uh, there were several nieces and nephews at a very young age that we're getting wires from from foreign nationals. So a lot of questions and we're at the point now where you can connect the dots and it's time to bring the Bidens in and that's why we issued the subpoenas today. Unbelievable, totally believable. This is where we are. You know where they're gonna get their meat and potatoes of information? It's not gonna be from Hunter Biden. It's not gonna come from Jim Biden. It's going to come from Tony Bobulinski and Rob Walker. Tony Bobulinski, who was their business associate, who realized because, alas, he knew right from wrong. He did the right thing. He blew the whistle and they went after him to try to destroy his life. Gary Shapley, Joe Ziegler, IRS whistleblowers. They knew stepping forward and saying what they had discovered, that they weren't allowed to pursue the Hunter Biden case, that there were 17 layers of approval ahead of them in order to do so. And that David Weiss is the prosecutor, never had the okay ever to be able to pursue Hunter the way he might wanted to, might have wanted to. This is the information we're going to get. Tony Bobulinski and Rob Walker, also one of their associates. All of his stuff is going to be going on through 
the end of this month. I believe the first person to testify is James Biden two weeks from yesterday. And then Hunter's the next week and then Rob. We're going to be, of course, monitoring all of it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when we come back, you're going to hear the typical line. Is it selling you? Are you buying this? There's no evidence. Well, Corinne Jean-Pierre will say that. And then we're going to refute that. Give and go. It's necessary. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right. So you're going to hear it constantly again and again and again. There's no evidence. There's no proof. Um, these, these are childish elementary school strategies. If a toddler is trying to pull a fast one on you and they're not looking at you, they think you don't see them, right? So they think they can get away with something because they don't see that you're looking. And so they do it. And then when they get called, no, I, I didn't. It's very basic. And then they get older and they realize we have adults in positions of power in this country, in position of control in this country, who behave like children. Corinne Jean-Pierre is the mouthpiece, the face, the voice, the everything of the pre-scripted, binder-tabbed responses to any question, many of them planted in advance during the press briefings. And so yesterday she's asked a question about the subpoena, right? So Hunter and Jim Biden have been, have been suspended. Is it you guys worried about this? What do you think about this? What's your, what's your takeaway? And this is what she has to say. Listen. House Oversight Committee has issued subpoenas for um, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Biden Family Business Associate Rob Walker. Do you have a comment on that? So look, as you just mentioned, it's just breaking. Uh, so I don't have this information in front of me. I'm just hearing from you. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives on, on this, uh, on, on your question. But I will have to say something that I've said many times. Uh, this is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. Uh, but. Republicans continue to double down on a baseless, a baseless a smear campaign against the president and his family. A baseless smear campaign is that Donald Trump is working with the freaking Russians, you twit. It's really poorly executed. And it's it's so insulting to to anybody who's willing to behave like a grown up in realville. So since Corinne Jean-Pierre believes, or at least is going to say, that this is just yet another baseless smear campaign, no evidence, um, well, maybe she's listening and I can help her out. We're going to give you some education, Corinne. Here you go, evidence for you. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million dollars. From foreign nationals. Republicans have presented zero, absolutely zero evidence. There are thousands of pages of documents relating to financial transactions. Zero evidence. We've identified six new Biden family members involved. Absolutely no evidence. There's no evidence President Biden has any involvement here. Text messages from Hunter's laptop where Hunter complains about having to carve out huge amounts of the money he makes for his father. Quote, but unlike Pop at the bottom, I won't make you give me half your salary. No evidence of that. Well, I mean, he hasn't produced any evidence. They have uncovered no evidence. Various shell companies and this web of LLCs. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, 
RSP Holdings. CNN has reported on this. There's no evidence. RSTP to Bravo. Rosemont, Seneca, Thornton. Rosemont, Seneca, Bohai. They haven't produced much evidence. You've seen very little evidence. According to the testimony, President Joe Biden was there when Hunter Biden messaged Chinese businessman Henry Zhao on WhatsApp. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. You will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. We have no evidence of that. A bribery scheme of which there isn't any evidence to back that up. There is really no evidence. Well, we've been presenting evidence. We've been presenting bank records that show wires from China uh, mm -hmm. that were then laundered through shell companies. There has been no evidence. There's been no evidence at all. They have no okay. evidence. Say it again. Yeah, they, they have no evidence. Archer did not provide any evidence connecting President Biden to his son's business dealing. He was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He, I mean, you found a letter that, that illustrates that he knew me. In the, in the rear view, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. Has any of them once provided evidence of what they are claiming? Well, not anything other than circumstantial evidence. The National Archives allegedly has 5,400 emails showing then-Vice President Biden using phony names to communicate government information to his son, Hunter. They don't appear to have direct evidence linking him to his son, Hunter. Republicans have no evidence. Can I just say evidence of, of, of what? Records released from the National Archives show Hunter Biden's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, exchanging more than sit down for this number, 1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president. They complete in total lack of evidence. There was no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden. Archer revealed that the first son put then-Vice President Joe Biden on speakerphone more than 20 times during business meetings. I should point out. Now, it is important to keep in mind there's no evidence. No evidence. No actual evidence. No evidence. No, no evidence. evidence. They have yet to provide any hard <laughs> evidence that the president himself has done anything wrong. I mean, you have to laugh. It's so juvenile. We literally are at a fifth grade sleepover party, painting each other's nails and doing braids. That's what's going on in the media today. Meanwhile, we are all in danger because of these clowns. Now, if I told you this, that there were photographers, American photographers, U.S. photographers from Reuters, and CNN and the New York Times embedded with Hamas on October 7th with them plain clothes ready to capture the brutal murders of 1400 Israelis would you believe me because I would tell you up until recently that I did not but I do now because they were. And we have the story to drop on you. Journalists or jihadis? That is my question today. At what point do right and wrong blur and you just cross over into evil? Photographing the horror and knowing it was coming and choosing the snapshot over screaming it from the mountaintops next on the Wendy Bell Radio program.